Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything to do with the world of music, and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Kibbe, I'm a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter and now apparently a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within arguably the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free, that's right, for free at scottcowie.com. Guest this week on the podcast, phenomenal acoustic guitar player Andy McKee. He's smack bang in the middle of a world tour right now and he's coming to the UK. You must have seen Andy's YouTube clip, Drifting. If you haven't, go and check it out. Millions and millions of views, one of the most watched music videos on YouTube. Phenomenal player and he's a really nice guy. It's going to be a good one. Before we get to our interview with Andy, um, we've dragged somebody in the studio just now who's a bass player. Um, a good friend of mine. He's going to be joining us for two episodes. His name's Barry Caulfield. Say hello, Barry. Hi, Scott. <laughs> um, if, if there is a comparison, um, uh, if to give people an idea of what Barry's like, mm-hmm. imagine Wishaw's answer to David Hasselhoff. <laughs> he's very cheesy. He's very... He's, he's got... If you can't see it, so I'm going to have to explain I've to the listeners. He's got a fantastic tan. He's, he's, he really hasn't. He's from Wishaw, so you guys know that's not true unless he's been at some sort of sunba- sunbed that's cost him like five or for five, three hours or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, we're with Barry Caulfield just now and, you know, he's going to be joining us because yeah. a, well, Barry thinks he's really good banter and he's heard the podcast <laughs> and, and he said, let me on, you know, because, you know, I, I've got the humour and all that stuff, you know, so right. I thought just for more of a, I don't know whether we're laughing with him or laughing at him, but he's on the podcast nonetheless. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy I'm here. I'll be honest, I'm, I was really, really surprised when you phoned me. I thought you were, when you phoned me you were looking for money, I'll be honest. Well, I've had a drumstick of yours or something like that for 10 years ago, but you asked me to do the podcast, I'm really happy. Yeah, well, you, you mentioned money there, and that's going to be the topic of conversation Ooh. really quickly, okay? We, that Which wasn't is a, planned, a by nice, the way. That a nice segue. <laughs> Barry's in it. As we know, I do my podcast for the working man. I'm going to yep. just swig a, a can of Pepsi for the working man. Mm. That diet, by the way. <clears throat> Barry's uh, the working man. Wayne Rooney. No, I'm not a fan. Just, Why not? I, it's, he's, he's really lucky, and he's been really lucky in life. How come? I just think the way he looks, the way he acts. He's been lucky the way he looks. I just no, I'm just not a fan of Wayne Rooney, and he's he's landed in his feet with regards to his wife. She's she's a wonderful, wonderful person. So no, I, I think someone's jealous. No, I'm not jealous at all. No, I, I mean I think he's he's an okay footballer. He's really good. He, he is. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good. I bet he's when you look at the guy and you, you hear him and you think. You've, Landed in your feet a wee bit, haven't you? Well, did you hear about the new salary? Yes, I've heard about it. how much he's on a week? Well, I don't know what the daily week month. What is it? Again? Right, I've got it here. Right, now, this is an app that I've downloaded called Salary App. No, Salary Calculator, excuse me. Was it free? Yes, it's free. I wouldn't pay for an app to find <laughs> out what Wayne Rooney's on a week. But listen, he's on £300,000 a week. Now, I'm aware that some of our listeners are from America and have probably switched off by now because they can't understand what Barry's saying. But Wayne Rooney is a soccer player and he plays with Manchester United, who are one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yep. 
yeah. top five maybe or oh, something. Uh, I, I don't know. At least I. They're, they're, they're slowly slipping now. I would say we. Jinky's the man for the job. No, I, I, I know this is a top music podcast, but I do say <laughs> I do say at the start that we'll go way off topic, right? Okay, so just bear with us here. It's it's, it's very exciting. And for all you Andy McKee fans, I'm sorry about Aye. Barry. Right, okay, <laughs> now three hundred thousand pounds a week, right? So let me just break this down for you, right? Right. So annually, mm-hmm. he's take home. Okay, you you read out his take home. Eight million two hundred and seventy eight thousand six hundred eighty seven pounds and thirty six pence. Okay, now monthly. Read out his take home per month. Six hundred eighty nine thousand eight hundred ninety and sixty one pence. Now, obviously, this is after tax. Read out how much tax he's paying per month. What? Five hundred eighty three thousand eight hundred. He's paying that in tax. That's in tax. Okay, read it out. You didn't read it out the whole thing. Oh, sorry, five hundred eighty three thousand eight hundred forty one and fifty pence. Okay, so weekly, right? Right, weekly. Read out his take home per week. One hundred fifty nine thousand two hundred five pounds and fifty three pence. That's what he's taking home per week, right? After tax. Now this is where it gets interesting, okay? Right. Because this is per day, right? Mm-hmm. Read how much tax that Wayne Rooney is paying per day. That's, that's frightening. £26,946.53. So, see if we had to tax, see if you accidentally, for some reason, see, and I would love this for to happen. Who, what do you call the tax people? H, HMRC. Uh, right. See, if, if MD works for HMRC, and some accidents can happen sometimes, right? Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe if mm. I'm, I'm looking at guitars here because I'm in a studio, you can imagine a guitar accidentally getting delivered to Ron or producer, a wrong bass getting delivered somehow. That can feasibly, I can understand how I that could, could happen. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if Barry accidentally got Wayne Rooney's tax bill, even for a day. Twenty-six thousand pounds. That, no. that, your life would be finished. No, that no, would be, unless you've got some serious savings. No, but you're no. a musician like me, so you'll Aye. be skint, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this is where it gets even more interesting. Per hour, re- this is how much Wayne Rooney gets per hour, right? This is how much. So an hour, he'll get four thousand two hundred and forty-five pounds and forty-eight pence. So for one hour, four. And about grand mm-hmm. for an hour. An hour's work. It's, 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 so he's sitting and he's. So it's how long? How long do you, do you actually spend in your bed at night? Six to eight hours or something uh, like that is uh, the average. So he'll earn, you know, ten thousand pounds for lying in his bed at night. Just sleeping. Just sleeping. Ten, ten grand. To be fair, it is a lot of tax, but isn't it? I didn't. I mean, would you I, knock that salary back based on tax alone? Probably. I, would I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to be anywhere near that bracket. So David Moyes, if you're listening. It's alright for Wayne Rooney, but see if you're wanting Barry Caulfield to play it right back or to give you a bit right. of bass at half time, uh, yeah. you better seriously start that because see this chump change that you're dishing out to your employees. Talking. It's just a disgrace, isn't it? Sh- Do you want to say something to David Moyes? <sighs> David, get get your act together. David. Do you mean that in regards to the team? Or and, and, every... and any Manchester United fans that are listening, I know there's a lot of them. I don't want no. any haters on I, I, no, I know, I know. I'm, I, I just think, I think he's a nice guy. I'm, I'm only joking here. I'm, it's all in jest. He isn't joking. He really is. No, it's in jest. I think he's done a good job at Everton, but I, I just, he's, he's not had a good start in my new, and it's, it's not going well for him. So, what do you think? Do you think his decision of paying Wayne Rooney that amount of money? What do you think? Listen, I mean, it's not Wayne. It's not Wayne's fault. And it's probably not even David's fault. It's David's probably not decided. I love it. How, I like do you like that. Do you like it how Barry talks as if he knows first these person, people? Aye, first I, I mean, the thing is with David, he's a really nice guy. I, I really like him. The job that he's done in Everton's <laughs> brilliant. I've always got on well with him. As if nobody's going to be nobody's going to be caring. David about this anyway. might listen to this. I think he will listen. And to I, it. I think he would prefer to be 
refer to. I think he'll stop listening to it now. <laughs> He's probably really enjoyed that episode with uh, Metallica's therapist. That's something he'd be really into, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. might get, might get a job, aye. We might get. He might. Uh, you never know. I mean, he might have a word with his bosses and say, "I'm not up to this." But Metallica's therapist was on Cowie's podcast. Yeah, we can get him talking to Wayne. You know. Get him playing better. Maybe help the, the, the hair grow a wee bit as well. That's a little personal dig there. I sense a little bit of jealousy towards Wayne Rooney. And I'm no, glad that I'm glad that no I brought this jealousy. up. Because genuinely, right, normally I would I would tell Barry this is what we're going to talk about. But truthfully, I said to him earlier on, I said, No, I'm not going to give you the heads up what we're talking about. And then I'll mention Wayne Rooney, and there's a wee trigger there. There's just <laughs> something that is just like, I don't like that guy because he's probably looking at his women. He's probably looking at the flash cars that he's burning for a laugh in his back garden. He's probably looking at that ten thousand pounds that he's earning when he's lying his bed and there's just a wee bit of something there that just doesn't sit well with Barry Caulfield I just think I could have done better (laughs) (laughs) we're going to get to an interview with Andy McKee Andy McKee you're looking forward to this interview he's he's great isn't he yeah he's he's brilliant absolutely do you want to introduce it just say um, do what you want Andy McKee (laughs) there's a reason that Barry doesn't do these podcasts for love him Jesus back on the Talk Music podcast with Andy McKee how are you Andy I'm great. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Now you're coming into the well. You're coming to the UK very, very soon. Are you looking forward to it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I think I've been there. I can't even remember how many times now. Something like maybe eight, nine, ten times. Something. It's always great, man. Love, love playing in the UK. You're playing Glasgow as well, so we'll be looking forward to, to seeing you there. How do you find the the crowds in the United Kingdom in comparison to over there in America? Uh, well, if I could, I think I'd even separate it for, by. Uh, Scotland and England and <laughs> and uh, Northern Ireland um, because the, actually the crowds, if I could say, in Scotland are totally insane. At least in Glasgow, and it's awesome, um, very very lively and responsive, which is nice, you know. And I'm, I don't really like like mild audiences, so <laughs> um, so in uh, in Glasgow in particular, I've always loved playing there because uh, the people are just really into it. Um, but in general, in the UK, uh, it's it's good as well. Uh, I mean, in England is is, is great too. Um, I always had a good you know turnout over there, so you know I love playing over in the UK. So great. That's great stuff. We came to know you um, from YouTube, from your clip Drifting, which has now achieved, I think I'm right in saying, over 48 million views, which is just absolutely insane. Now, when you first uploaded this, how long did it take? Did it pick up steam straight away, Andy? Was it a gradual process? What was going on? Yeah, it didn't take long, actually. Um, I think it went up in November of 2006, and... uh, by December, it was already featured like on the front page of YouTube. Um, and at that time, it was kind of different. Like YouTube was a different sort of format. Um, like nowadays, you know, it's sort of tailored to, to whoever the user is when you go to YouTube and you, they suggest clips and all that. But back then, it was just like seven videos that they suggested, you know, that people check out as well as a search bar or whatever. So, you know, getting featured on YouTube at that time was really amazing. And so it was, you know, suddenly just getting more and more views, 100,000, 200,000. I was like, oh, my goodness. And uh, at that time, you know, I was like selling CDs and sheet music out of my house, you know, and like putting them into envelopes and mailing to people wherever, you know, and suddenly I get like 30 orders in one day and I'm used to getting like 30 orders in a month. And it was like, whoa, this is like picking up big. Um, and then, you know, suddenly it was like, oh, you want to come and tour here? Do you want to come play here? Like, oh my goodness. So I was like a guitar teacher at the time, really. And, you know, just, I was, I had to quit teaching because I was just getting so many opportunities to go play. And, uh, one of the very first ones was actually coming to the UK and opening for Tommy Emmanuel, which was a huge honor. I mean, he's like, 
he's probably like the best guitar player in the universe. He's just <laughs> unbelievable. So, you know, getting that sort of opportunity was great. And, uh, you know, none of us expected it. It was just nuts. You know, YouTube was relatively new at that time and we didn't know what it meant, you know, like suddenly getting all these views, you know, was it like, uh, well, that's kind of cool, but I'm still a guitar teacher, but it was like, wow. Okay. Let's go play these gigs, you know, for Tommy Manuel, let's go whatever. So it was amazing, man. And, and, uh, I just can't believe it happened like that. It's been fantastic. Great stuff. Now, one of our listeners who knew you were coming on today, a big fan of yours called Kieran Payton, and he wants to know about your song structure. I'm interested to know how those songs are put together, particularly drifting. We know you've got your guitar to hand. Can you talk us through the process as to how you put that song together? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, most of my songs are uh, just sort of beginning with me experimenting with these new guitar tunings like that I've either stumbled upon or I come up with a brand new one or I'll take a chord that I like in standard tuning and try to put those intervals on the guitar body, you know, on the, on the neck. Um, and, uh, and then I just experiment, come up with chord progressions and riffs, and then I'll start to hear melodic ideas. And I try to put it all together and play it at the same time kind of thing. That's, that's generally how my songs are written. Uh, other times, though, I'll have a melodic idea in my head, and that's sort of where everything starts from. And I'll try to find a tuning that will fit that. Um, but, uh, but usually it's sort of the other way, and, and I'm just sort of experimenting, which is kind of a, it's, it's an intuitive sort of approach to music. Rather than you relying on the chords and scales that you already know in standard tuning, you've got to kind of find your way around in this new sound, this new instrument almost with these different tunings and uh, see what you can come up with, which is really, I love that. It's, it's like a, it makes me uh, think differently, I think, you know, like sort of creatively, how am I going to approach this tuning and come up with something? So, um, so anyway, yeah. And, and as far as my songs is the structure of them, uh, I usually think like a pop sort of format, really. I grew up listening to eighties music and rock and, you know, all that stuff. So I usually think of like verse, chorus, bridge, you know, maybe a, a solo or something, uh, an intro, an outro, maybe. Um, so my songs tend to have that sort of format to them. Even though there's no lyrics, I'll call this section verse or this section chorus or whatever like that. So, yeah, that's usually how I, I come up with it. But uh, as far as actually drifting, I, I, the way I started with that song in particular was coming up with the sort of percussive ideas and playing over the top of the neck a bit with this thing. kind of the, where it started and it was like oh that sounds kind of cool but you need to have a sort of a melody you know you need to have something that might catch somebody's ear a bit more than that um a lot of these cool techniques and things you know they're fantastic and they sound cool and they look cool but you really want to try to utilize those to write good music you know so <laughs> to me it became very important to get a good melodic idea so that's when i started adding these sort of tapped notes on the guitar neck here and plucking some of these open strings to get this melodic idea coming down here so that was sort of how it started to evolve you know I heard that melodic idea happening and it's like okay how can I work that in and keep everything else pretty much going as well sometimes you have to subtract a little bit of the percussion maybe but if you can get uh, get the, the melody in there and still have that same feeling, you know, it's almost like you don't miss some of those percussive ideas and still stays, stays coherent and everything. Wow, that's, that's really, really fascinating. And you're absolutely right. Um, it's so melodic, um, the track there. I mean, the, all those percussive things, they can be very, very clever. But I, I suppose if there's no melody to it, it's nowhere near as good, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of my take, yeah. <laughs> 
Hang on a second there, Andy. We're just going to advertise some of our previous episodes read out by Barry Caulfield. So folks, we've got tons of great previous episodes for you to check out at scottcowie.com. Just click the podcast link. Episode 1, Glenn Matlock from the Sex Pistols. Episode 2, Hugh Morgan from the Fun Loving Criminals. Episode 3, Sandy Tom. Episode 4, we've got Brian Ray from Paul McCartney's band. Episode 5, we've got Oriante. Episode 6, Bob Jacobs from NASA. Very cool. Episode 7, Dr. Phil Towles, Metallica's Therapist. Episode 8, Graham Clark and Graham Duffin from Wet Wet Wet. And of course, this episode, Andy McKee. So go and check them out now. Excellent. Now, a different artist that you've collaborated with, Eric Johnston. That must have been an absolute thrill. Oh, yeah, man. He's really the reason I wanted to play guitar. I, I heard him when I was 12 years old on the radio, and, you know, that was that was what made me want to play guitar. It was this instrumental electric guitar tune, Cliffs of Dover, you know, and so you know, I asked my dad for guitar. He got me one on my next birthday. And so, you know, finally getting to work with him, I guess it's been a few years now, 2010, I think, when we when we first did a tour together, and then we did some in 2011. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, definitely a dream come true and like a highlight, you know, of my whole career, just you know, getting to hang out with him. And we, we've stayed in touch, you know, and, and uh, we're, we're both interested in working together, maybe on a recording as well, you know, collaborating on something. So that would be fantastic. That will be really good. I mean, he's such a good player. He's uh, unbelievably talented. I remember, I don't know if you ever seen the G3 thing when he was playing with Joe Satriani and Steve Vai. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen that DVD. But the guys were just, I mean, those those two are phenomenal players. But when Eric Johnson, when they were like playing a blues improvisation, and when Eric Johnson started playing, it was just almost like streets ahead. Just He would play one note and it would mean so much more. He's amazing, you know. Yeah, I love his melodies. Yeah, great, great guitar player. So you've collaborated with him, you've collaborated with many different people over the years now. Is there anybody that you've got in mind that you would like to work with in the future that you've not had a chance to yet? Oh, man. Um, I guess maybe one would be Björk, uh, the Icelandic. Yeah, of uh, course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that would be uh, awesome. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Um, but uh, otherwise, man, I feel really lucky that I've you know been able to play with pretty much everybody uh, that I that I looked up to. You know, Eric Johnson, John Petrucci, and uh, Don Ross, Preston Reed, Billy McLaughlin. Unfortunately, Michael Hedges died, but I mean, he would have been the one, another one that I really would have loved to be able to play with. But um, that I think Bjork would be about the last one that I'd love to be able to do something with. It'd be really cool. I'll be honest. Um, out of all the people in the world, I did not anticipate that answer, Andy. It's a, <laughs> it's a great thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not too sure if she listens to her podcast, but if she does, the offer's out there now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> okay. One final thing before you go, we've got this game um, that I'll name a song and you make an attempt to play that song, right? Now, mm-hmm. everybody that's been on usually does this. Does that sound all right, sir? Sure, yeah. Right, excellent. Okay, so here we go with the song, I'll name a song and then you play it. I'll name a song and then you play it. I'll name a song and then you play it. I know that song you just played, because ten seconds ago, I just said it. Let's try this one. We're going to go. We had. We're actually interviewing Metallica's therapist a couple of weeks ago. Believe it or not, in the podcast. Um, oh, well. so, so we're going to go with a. Meta- Let's go for Metallica. Nothing else matters. Should we try that? Cool. Okay. Sure. Let me see. <laughs>
Excellent. Super. It's a classic. Are you, are you a fan of Metallica? Oh yeah, man. I used to. Yeah, I used to. Used to listen to them all the time. You know, back in the day, I saw them when I was probably like nine years old on MTV, and they were doing one. Uh, that 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 video had come out for the video uh, for one, and I was just like, oh my god, I could never seen anything like it. I was just blown away. You know, the double bass pedal from Lars Ulrich, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, the brilliant, the brilliant. Right, we're, we're gonna go with smoke on the water. Aha. Uh-huh, okay. Let's see. Um... Everybody who does that has got their own little yeah, take on it. It sounds really good. But listen, the 23rd uh, of March, Andy McKee will be in the Oran Moor. You can check out his, it's andymckee.com uh, for yep. the list of his tour dates. He's going to be all over the UK. Um, Andy, thanks very much for being on the Top Music Podcast today. We hope you've enjoyed it. Absolutely. My, my pleasure, man. Thanks. Right, we'll do it again sometime. We'll let you get away, but have a good day, okay? All right, you too. Thanks, man. Andy McKee. If you are not doing anything on the 23rd of March, uh, go and see Andy play at the Oran Moor. Um, but if you're strapped for cash, wait till the 20th of March because I'm playing at Ooh. the... Um, I'm playing in Malone's Bar as part of the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. Excellent. Which I believe you don't know about. Mm-hmm. I'm now... This is now your personal invite. And you're getting oh, yeah. invited <clears throat> on the podcast. So this is one of these deals where I often say to somebody, do you want to come along to the gig? And they give it, oh yeah, that should be cool. <laughs> but Barry is nodding his head like, I'll come along. And it's online now right. for you to hear. Right. So for everybody at that event. What date right, is it again? It's the 20th of March. Just going to check the phone. So this is this is live here. So we're putting yep. we're putting Barry on the spot I'm here. I'm just going into my, my calendar. I'm just going into his calendar and right. I can and see his calendar. So this is it. going to be 100% legit. And there's genuinely nothing on his calendar that day. Nope, that's all good. Put it in just now. Let me see you type it. Right. So, so if Barry Caulfield isn't there, he said that he's going to go. Say that you're going to go. I'm going to go. He's going to go. And if he's not there, the world is going to know, and yep. his family's going to know, and his wife's going to know yep. that Barry Caulfield is not a man of his word. Yep. He's not a man of dignity. Yep. He's certainly not a man of pride, yep. of honour, and not a man of honesty, oh. because Barry Caulfield is a liar. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> what the world will be saying. And you heard it here first. Um, so please... Barry's got a Facebook. Have you got a Twitter? I have Just got a if, Twitter, yeah. If you can post a serious amount of abuse um, and be as harsh as you like, um, this is your own invite by me, Scott Kelly, to do that. Whoa. If Barry doesn't show up at that event on the 20th of March, it's part of the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. I know it's part of the Glasgow International Comedy Festival, but one thing that won't be funny is if Barry doesn't show up to see me play. I would like there to be a picture of me at the event on your website the day after the event, just to prove to the listeners and everyone else that I was there. The idea is to attract people to the website. So if there's a picture of you up, I reckon that um, Barry's got a guitar in his hand. That's when we know... I, I that that's Barry's the longest I've ever sat with a guitar and not stopped. <laughs> do you know what the thing is, right? Um, I went to college with Barry, and when he picked up a guitar... Everybody knows that was the time when the party was just getting really bad. When Barry picks up the guitar, do you remember what Campbell Lone says to you when you're sitting playing the guitar? He walked by you. Campbell's a lecture. At, um, don't play. Don't don't play, don't play anything. What did you just play there? See, well, you just, nobody really knows all these I, words. He just played all these words there. So, so if you're listening, I don't. Please don't play it again because right, we'll yeah. have to pay the PRS and that, and it will cost us an absolute fortune. Oh, right, right, this I is what Barry doesn't I think see. of it. Do you know what I mean? He just he doesn't have that experience that I've got. But, 
No, no, Barry's just now trying to cost me a fortune, right? right? Okay. So let's see. Sorry, really sorry, apologies. I'll put, I'm going to put it down. Put it down. Campbell Owen, yeah. like I was telling the I story. Think there needs to be a certain amount played before you need to pay the PR. That's why. That's why I stopped, you stopped you about me, five right? seconds in, right? right? But here's the thing, Campbell yeah. Owen, right? Yeah. Walked by you once when you're playing acoustic guitar and said. And there's a bunch of people standing, and Barry's sitting with acoustic guitar, giving his big licks Aerosmith or some some like that, right? <laughs> and Campbell went, "Hey Barry, totally deadpan." And he says, "Hey Barry, I didn't know you couldn't play guitar." Did did he say that? He did say that, and everybody burst out laughing. You were looking at him because it took you an extra few seconds to work out that phrasing. I don't believe that for a minute, Scott. Who do you dislike more right now, Wayne Rooney or Campbell Owen? Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. I could never, Wayne I Rooney. Could never still, it's a, it's Wayne can... Rooney. Wayne Rooney is the twitch <laughs> in Barry's eye. But listen, uh, top music podcast. How good was Andy McKee there? We're getting away from the point. Very good. Very good. He's... Interesting. I love it the way he broke down Aye. the tune. Uh, inspirational. He really is. People should just practice more, really. He's showed that, hasn't he? He's shown that in the podcast that practice makes perfect. And Andy McKee is certainly that. 23rd of March, he's playing at Oran Moore. I'm playing on the 20th. I, I know it's, I'm trying to get a fine line of, of shamelessly yeah. plugging my material, yeah, um, which is available at scottkerry.com. It's a thick line, that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see next week, actually, we've got Steve Craddock from Ocean Colour Scene on the podcast. The man that plays guitar with Ocean Colour Scene, the man that plays guitar with Paul Weller, the man that's got a hugely successful solo career. He's out on the road this year. You're a fan, right? Big fan. I loved Ocean Colour Scene. They were just... When you were growing up, we were, it was my era, that age, that time, Ocean Colour scene, brilliant, great band. Ladies and gents, we're going to have Barry with us next week and he's going to play a game that he does not know about yet. But we'll see you all next week, take care.